What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Raise the Geek podcast, where geek is all we speak. Welcome to the limited series, Loki number five, where we are going to talk all about Journey into Mystery, now streaming on Disney+. And by we, I mean Chris. And Don. Let's go. (laughs) Theme song. All right, Don, penultimate episode of Loki is in the books. We are now five days away, if I know how to count, from the finale of Loki. But let's talk about uh, Journey into Mystery. How you doing? It's Friday. Weekend is here. How's it going, man? Chris, it's going well today. Tonight, we are recording late into the evening as we um, have started trending to do for our Loki conversations, but I'm I'm here for the conversation with you. Uh, Loki 5 in the books, and yeah, a lot of fun. I can't wait to talk about it. And we're a little later than usual because Don needed that nap. <laughs> Friday nap is key. The Friday nap is key. If you don't do it, you, you fall asleep a little too early when you feel like you should be um, taking in that evening enjoyment that you can't get during a regular weekday because you got to get up for work so yeah i get in my friday nap a little bit i'm trying to decide if it made me more tired though sometimes sometimes you wake up from that nap and you're extra refreshed or um in my case this time it's like i could just sleep all night but no can't do it we got to talk about loki so here we go here we go i wake up from naps angry so i try not to take naps unless my body just like shuts down i I don't i don't stop (laughs) yeah naps as kids man that's like you wanted to fight naps when you were children you're when you're adults there's nothing more uh precious it's funny that way yeah it's how things change they stay (laughs) the same but yeah man let's jump into loki because i am super excited to do some more talking about that but first make sure you like and subscribe this show do it to your friends' phones. Do it, you know, I've said it before. Everybody will love you for, for uh, introducing them to the Raise the Geek podcast. And so do it. And we will be happy. So we're on all <laughs> podcasts and social media services. Hit us up with those reviews with five stars. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up at Twitter at Raise the Geek or Raise the Geek at gmail.com. And make sure you leave your name and where you're writing in from so we can give you a proper shout out enough of that let's talk marvel because we do have a first topic because we did get a trailer this week that i think goes really well with loki because we're almost done with loki loki's got one more week and then once what's the next disney plus show well we know now it is what if marvel's what if it's an animated show i think it's an anthology show but we'll get into that but we did get a new trailer for it man i've been pumped for this show and I'm still super pumped for this show now that it's there. Was it start August 4th? I believe August 11th was the date. Was that um, yeah. a terrible host and I didn't look that up? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was August 11th and this was the first acknowledgement of the date. Um, it hasn't been released yet, so it's pretty cool that it's just next month. It's right around the corner. Uh, like you, I've been looking forward to this show to see more of what it's about ever since the first wave of Disney plus shows was announced. Um, because like you said, this is the one that 
is totally different. It's not live action. It is animation, man. And uh, we've kind of had glimpses here and there and like little teasers of what, what it might look like. But this was our, this trailer was our first full look at what, um, what if is going to look like. And I was very impressed by what I saw uh, visually anyway, because it's another one of these looks like animation, but it also looks like super detailed, super rich where you're almost watching just uh, real actors, real life, but just, you can tell it's just coolly animated. I don't know. It's hard to describe for me. Yeah. It's slick. It's definitely slick. Um, Everybody looks like everybody because everybody's being everybody. So you have, you know, Tony Stark. And as far as I'm aware, he's voiced by Robert Downey Jr. You heard Chris Hemsworth as Thor. You heard, uh, Cumberbatch, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Benedict, Benedict. I could say that name. I'm pretty sure that they got almost everybody. Like if, or if not almost, they might have gotten everybody to do um, reprise their roles. And the surprise, and they made sure to throw it in that trailer, was that Chadwick Boseman. This is his last, you know, yeah. performance basically as Black Panther. So it's that's kind of they gave that some spotlight as they should have yeah that makes that makes his episode or however they split up these shows like appointment television because that's really cool yeah that they were able to get that in before you know his untimely passing um but yeah i mean i think you were going to touch on we don't know if this is an anthology or or whatever yeah we really don't and that's kind of cool that we don't it leaves a little mystery to what we're actually going to see um but I liked a lot of what I saw. What if has been a comic book, um, a few, a few different iterations of what if throughout the years. And it's kind of, uh, just a, just a, like a fun little book that was like, if this happened instead of this, what would it be like? And if mm-hmm. this was this way, what would it be like? So that's totally seems like what the show is going to do. Uh, the trailer shows the watcher from, Marvel comics is kind of like the being overlord who lives on the moon, who watches everything. Uh, he's, he seems like either the narrator or like the one who's going to connect everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, what do we see a lot of different shots as, um, the ones that stand out to the top of my mind are you got Peggy Carter as a captain America, but now she's captain Britain, like captain Peggy Carter. Yeah. They called, so she called herself captain Carter, didn't she? Yeah. Captain Carter. Um, and that was really cool looking. Uh, we see the person you just mentioned, King T'Challa, taking the place of Star-Lord in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that's interesting. And like you said, Thor and Hulk and a lot of other people look yeah. like they're going to be showing up in this. So it looks like a lot of fun, man. Yeah, Killmonger running around with uh, Iron Tony Man. Stark. Yeah. doing stuff and i mean killmonger looked like he popped up in a couple other spots yeah they had looks like you know star lord in place of captain america as part of the avengers and they definitely took some iconic moments in the mcu and they're going to change it up and i'm super excited to see what that looks like and yeah it just really comes down to the curiosity is is this gonna are each episode going to be connected or are they going to be all standalone because they all looked with the same all having the same animation because I, in my head, I always had that this was going to be an anthology and each episode was just going to be a, what if this happened and we'd watch that story for 20 minutes. But now seeing every episode having the same animation makes me wonder if you're going to do the same animation, does this all, is this all one story? Cause I figured that this would be kind of like a love death and robots or something where every episode would be a different style 
of animation, mm. which I think would be really cool as well. But everything looked similar. So it could be really cool if they have an actual coherent story that goes, that weaves in between all these episodes. That could be a lot of fun too. But no matter what, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Yeah, whether it's, you know, Adventure of the Week or um, they make it seem that way at first and then they all do end up connecting. Either way, I think um, we've seen so far from these Disney Plus shows that Marvel really, Marvel Studios in particular, really know what they're they're doing here. Mm-hmm. So um, we just got to be along for the ride and it looks like a ton of fun. I don't know if this show is going to be for everybody. Um some people like we've talked about before with shows like invincible and whatever else, some people just have that bias against animation for whatever reason. But I hope everybody who's fan of these shows and the MCU gives this show a shot because it looks like a lot of fun and you'll probably be missing out if you skip this one. So I definitely will not be. No, no. I was excited for this one from the beginning because it's going to be something different. And I think now going, coming through our third mcu disney plus show and really the serious nature or really there's a lot going on in these episodes being able to step back and have a little bit of fun with some what if questions and see some characters in different scenarios is kind of fun so i'm excited for it and august 11th we'll be here before we know it absolutely be here but don journey into mystery with me for loki number a five <laughs> Woo! spooky (laughs) this episode is to me extremely hard to talk about because so much happened but then at the same time it was a lot of just set up for the last episode so they really seem to be having almost more fun with the easter eggs in this episode and having more fun with just the scenario that they put everybody in here at the the void of time at the end you know after everyone got pruned and where they send people and just, like I said, I mean, everything that happened in the background of this episode was an Easter egg. Definitely, you know, search out people that are better than us at picking that stuff out. Because uh, without being able to see it, you're not going to be able to appreciate most of the Easter eggs. I watched a 20-minute video by, I think, Heavy Spoilers on YouTube. And it was mm-hmm. like 20 minutes where he just goes through the entire episode, did a great job with recapping the episode. But I mean, he pointed out like 70 Easter eggs and then went through back channels of what this Easter egg means, you know, the Thanos helicopter in the background and when, where did that originate and in what comic and what did it mean and stuff. And that's, he's a better man than me. So <laughs> you're not going to get that from us. But um, what'd you think of this episode? The penultimate episode of Loki number five, you more pumped for the finale. What'd you think, man? Yeah. Um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Last total, chance to get total, out. Total spoilers. And if you haven't watched it, what's wrong with you? Please go watch it. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's my review right there. It it's was amazing. amazing. Have a good night, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're out of here. No, I am I was a big fan of, of everything I saw here, man. Episode five of Loki, the penultimate episode, uh, was just a ton of fun from beginning to end, really. Um playing on the strengths of episode four that we just kind of got through. It kind of just kept advancing that story. And now we've gotten to this point where, like you said, Loki wakes up to find himself in what is described as the void. And this whole episode takes place in the void. Mostly, um, yeah. 
which is well yeah mostly there were some scenes there that went back with Ravona Renslayer uh but the, the majority of this was in the void and I I one of the things that pops to the top of my mind um is enjoying the move there because as much as we've enjoyed the sets and everything in the TVA it's fun to move the show around a little bit more and just mm-hmm. be like in a totally new setting and it just kind of hold your interest in like oh yeah we're we're going someplace else this is fun what is that this is cool you know what i mean oh yeah um so that's the main thing that pops to the top of my head but before we get into it what are your thoughts on this episode as a whole i really loved it oh yeah it was it was a lot of fun i enjoyed trying to spot the easter eggs even if i couldn't i just knew they were there but i was like i have to go find someone to tell me what they are like you know frog thor in a in a jar um, I saw it, but I was like, I don't know what the hell that is. And then now I know it's Frog Thor. And now I know the whole history because I watched uh, a video on YouTube. So yeah. um, I, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good setup. It had some good builds, some good character, uh, some good introductions with all the different Lokis, all the different variants. Um, really kind of getting, as you could tell, and we talked about last week, they did a lot of time building Kid Loki up because obviously chances are he's sticking around. In some well, is he is he kid Loki or King Loki? Ooh. Well, in this one he was wow. King Loki, so yeah, wow. it could be a whole other thing. There's obviously <laughs> Loki's got all kinds of shapes and sizes and characters within comic history and Norse mythology, so could be anything. We got Crocodile Loki, so yeah, um, whatnot. But it was a lot of fun to see all the little Lokis how they interacted with each other. I loved the scene with all the Lokis fighting each other when they showed up, and you had the uh, politician Loki given his uh, two cents and coming in and then them, all of them turning on each other that cracked me up. So I, I enjoyed, it was fun. It was just a lot of fun to watch this episode and see the build. And then of course it ends with the, here we go. <laughs> Let's see who's behind this. And it's just, the show has gone a lot of places that I didn't expect it to go. And, you know, as we talked about last week, seeing the timekeepers and as much information as they crammed into that episode four and getting to the timekeepers and destroying them and being like, who's behind this, which is something we've said since episode one and two, who's fully behind this and who's our big bad, which we still don't. Well, I mean, we're going to find out next week. And how does this set up the MCU? It's just an awesome, it's just an awesome question mark build as opposed to where we just got off of falcon and the winter soldier where we kind of always knew where that show was going it was just how are we going to get there and it was fun and it was great to see sam finally take up the mantle as captain america and to be able to see that journey in the show was great but the idea now of like loki seems like it's setting up something bigger and it seems like this is really setting up where the mcu goes post infinity and it's just super exciting to see where do they go and what they do and how it ties into Kang. <laughs> yeah. If if that's really where we're headed, which we'll get into it, I'm sure at the, towards the end of this conversation, but all signs are still pointing to Kang, but um, we'll definitely see. I, we can kind of run through the episode, but uh, the main theme in this episode is definitely the variance Yep. The different variants that we run into. Um, we saw them at the end of episode four in that mid credit sequence that we loved and we talked about. Uh, but this episode, we finally get to meet them and hear their different stories. And they kind of interact with Loki and tell him what's going on as they're going through this void and escaping. Uh, I believe his name was Eliath. The, yeah. That was the name of the 
the cloud, which to me, when I first, I don't know about you, when I first saw that thing, I was like, is that the thing from Lost? Like, that's the cloud monster from Lost. It's making the same noises. It's killing people the same way. I was like, mm, I don't know. I've seen this already. No, you know, uh, where, where, you know what I thought when I, for they first showed it and it was like the, the lion head in the smoke. I immediately said, the cave of wonders. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is like that too. Yeah. And I started singing Arabian Nights and that was, that was my night. That was my night last night when I watched the show. I just, Arabian Nights. And that was all Does I did. Does the genie live inside that cloud? Yeah. I just uh, wanted to watch Aladdin because that's, it looked like the cave of wonders to me. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mentioned that, that is exactly what it looked like. Yeah, it cracked me up. Uh, what they were doing. They're pumping up <laughs> the live action Aladdin part two. Aladdin Loki crossover. Is it the crossover we need? It's confirmed. It's confirmed. That's what we're calling this episode. Aladdin Loki crossover confirmed. And we'll get some clicks that way. <laughs> Uh, people will be like these guys are insane what are they talking about we're stupid is what they'd say yeah uh anyway back to the loki <laughs> the loki variants um the one that sticks out the most to me is i love the performance here from richard e grant as classic loki mm-hmm. um he's the guy who your eyes kind of went to in that stinger at the end because he was wearing like the icon like we talked about the iconic comic costume yeah and i I loved that guy in this episode. I don't know about you, but uh, yeah. all his dialogue. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I don't know him, the actor, for much. But everyone seems to think he's a say he's a very celebrated guy. I couldn't tell you what he's done or what he's been in. Wasn't he? Uh, in, wasn't he in the Mandalorian? And he wanted the child, and he was like, he was like the the German or the German old guy that they first wanted who was like had all the stormtroopers trying to find oh and he was just like bring me the child (laughs) that might be him now that that was him if we're wrong about that people are gonna be like no stupids that wasn't him that was yelling what was it what was that actor's name richard grant um i'll find out why you continue talking yeah yeah but uh everything about that loki was super fun um just the way he interacted, all the all, the way all the three Lokis interacted with each other, and they kind of set it up that they've been there for a while, and they were have also were also banished to the void by the TVA at some point or another. Uh, the most important thing we find out about the void is this is where all the ver- all the pruned TVA prisoners end up going. So um, <clears throat> we know that they don't die. Everyone who's been pruned has been sent here to the void, but the Loki's kind of explained to our Loki. I know it's weird to say like Loki's explained to Loki. We'll just refer to him as our Loki or Loki prime or however you want to talk about it. Yeah. Hiddleston Loki. Um, the reason we only see the Loki's around there is because they kind of say, you know, well, Loki's are smart enough to survive this. Mm-hmm. So they've, it, it's clear that however long they've been in the void, they kind of just have found how to survive, how to kind of sneak around and avoid Elioth and, um team up with each other just to keep living they don't really have a plan they just kind of are resided to this is where they are now this is what the tva did uh to us and now you're here with us so you know whatever Mm -hmm. but um our loki throughout the whole thing just kind of has this idea in his mind that he's gonna get out of there one way or another these other Lokis may not be interested in leaving the void, but he still is. And he still has to get back to Sylvie, his uh, love or 
himself, whatever we're still, we're calling that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he has to get back and get to the TVA and finish their mission. Um, yeah, and they have a lot of fun interactions talking when they finally get down, escape to um, Kid Loki's lair, and they start trading stories. Yeah. I really like that. I really like that scene because it gave you some more insight into um, kind of just what could happen if other Lokis were doing other things and they all had different stories and it was, it was a lot of fun that scene. I don't know. What yeah. You watching thought. them, watching them break off from our Lokis history, you know, obviously we've, we've been following two Lokis because even, you know, we had our Loki that died in infinity war or died in Endgame. I don't remember which movie that Thanos killed him, but then we had all the different places that these Lokis branched off from that. Path. Like we know, that that's where Loki ends in infinity war or part of that. And then we have all those moments and every moment from birth until that moment, these Lokis branched off. So like we had classic Loki basically saying, yeah, I didn't try to stab Thanos. I faked my death and disappeared until I was an old man and got lonely. And that's just a one path that he could have took and everybody did different and obviously the big one when they were trying to figure out why kid loki was considered king loki because he was like i killed thor and everyone said oh yep that puts you in charge because every one of every loki tried to do it and nobody succeeded but this kid did so yeah and that was like that was like his nexus event they said what was your nexus event that got the tva's attention i killed thor's like yeah that might that might do it (laughs) uh yeah that would do it real quick yeah and, and to circle back he was not in the mandalorian he was but he was in Gen- uh, star wars episode nine the rise of skywalker as general pride so he was in that but he's been in a ton of stuff and yeah like i i read that he has a very impressive resume so he was like a good um important get for them yeah uh he was in I game of see- thrones he, he okay did, he was a voice in uh sack boys big adventure <laughs> Ooh, I should know. I love that game. Yeah, um, yeah but he, he, was, he was just the best, man. He had a lot of fun. You could tell he had a lot of fun with the role. And um, I'm kind of fast-forwarding a little bit, but later on in the episode when he uses his powers, just like the way he acted through all of that was just like, dude, this guy's awesome. He's like my Loki right now. This is yeah. like so yeah. cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see him have that moment and to bring i loved how they were able to take those characters that we didn't know at the beginning of the episode and they were able to almost get us to care about them and bring them Mm. like full circle because that was obviously the closure of classic loki's circle and we kind of know what his journey was just knowing where he branched off what he did during that time and how he's redeeming himself and just for them to be able to do that in a 40 minute episode with multiple characters is just crazy and it was so cool and it made you care. Yeah. It's easy to do. Well, here's the real question though. Let me put this to you. Um, we just talked about classic Loki telling his story about Thanos and how he escaped Thanos and like used illusions to escape Thanos. What if instead of dying, which we think he might have, what is it? What if that was just another trick of his to make us think he's gone? Have we seen the last of classic Loki? Who knows? Yeah. What if he's in the tower? What if he's the villain? Ooh. I've, I've 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 read some theories of people thinking that another variant Loki could be 
the big bad. I mean, who's to yeah. say? I mean, I don't know. I don't know who else they introduce as a big bad. I don't know if we're ready to talk about it now, but I mean, I don't know who else you introduce because I mean, Kang is obviously the big choice for it, but at the same time, we already know Kang is going to be an Ant-Man. So what does it help to introduce him here? Cause you know, you're, you already know he's going to be somewhere else. So would that be awkward? And then could they introduce a whole other big bad in the last episode of this? And just, is he just defeated or, you know, having it be a Loki variant is kind of a clean way. I know people would be upset about that because they want somebody mm-hmm. big from the comics and having just another variant Loki take yeah. over and be like, yep, this was my illusion. I've, I've been running this the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. I mean, we're, we're fast forwarding and we'll, we'll, we're just going back and forth here. We're just riffing. We're just riffing. Oh, yeah. Um, but if we do want to kind of talk about the ending there or what's to come, because that's the biggest thing on people's minds. Um, one thing I've been asking myself is what if Marvel has been swerving us this entire time to make this Kang? Because all signs still, to me, do point to Kang. We can run through them, but like the timekeeper still look like Kang um, in the video. The timekeeper statue in the back of the thing still looks like Kang uh ravona rumslayer is connected to kane mm-hmm. king um Elioth, the cloud monster if you look he's another thing from the comics that is connected to kane um kane also lives in a city called chronopolis who when the when the mist opened and they showed that mansion back there where now sylvie and loki are headed is that kane's house is that where we're going and so i'm thinking marvel announcing kang to be the villain of ant-man 3 has that been like a trick this whole time or a swerve this whole time is it still gonna happen let's say it's still it still can happen but if they wanted kang from the beginning to be the villain of this show they wouldn't say kang jonathan masters cast him we got our kang and he's going to premiere in loki they wouldn't say that if they wanted it to be like a surprise in a show because it's different to announce it in a show with like cliffhangers at the end of every episode mm-hmm. like if we already knew that kang was going to premiere there'd be no mystery to this show yeah so in, in order to preserve that mystery if they really wanted it to be to be kang they would say well we have our kang but he's going to be an ant-man you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that could be like yeah the perfect way to the perfect way to like throw us off the trail even though all signs still point to that do you know what i'm saying do you follow that oh no yeah Yeah. it makes sense like they yeah because you can't tell us he's gonna be in this show and then expect us to care episode to episode when we're like we know he's in this just show him like the whole show would have to have been structured completely differently yeah so i can i see what you're saying and i just i just can't i just it's hard to imagine him just showing up and where does this show go? I I, I have no idea. One more episode. It's, I don't know where it goes. (laughs) I don't know what they do. I, it's kind of crazy to think about. I'd love it, man. I'd love it. If we saw Kang, I know they even said too in the, uh, the Avengers tower that was crashed in the background. If you zoom in on it, it says Kang on the side of the building where it normally says Avengers, because that's who bought Kang's company bought Avenger tower from Tony Stark and the Avengers 
in the comics and took it over and so i mean they're like i said there's so much easter egg kang stuff that it's like they're almost if it's not kang they're trolling the hell out of everybody (laughs) yeah i I did see that thing about avengers tower you have to dig into it yeah um, because i didn't know much of it either but it it says kang but it's q it's spelled with a q e-n-g like a different spelling or it might even be a different pronunciation too who knows Mm-hmm. but that's yeah another thing that's connected to king so like you said if they if it's not king they're totally trolling us with all with all this uh all these hints um i've, I've seen one other theory that kind of interested me is is this the introduction of and there, i don't think it could be this one is a stretch and it's just like fans you know heads exploding on themselves getting so excited about things they want to see but I've seen that could it be Doctor Doom, his mm-hmm. um his castle there in the back, like Latveria in some sense or whatever. Um he's another big bad who's who's everyone thinks is coming in the future of the MCU. Of course, the Fantastic Four movie in twenty twenty three. But if this could be like the seeds of introducing him a little bit, I'd have to look more into how they said that would work. Um but I don't know. It's a fun possibility to think of. I don't think they're going to do that yet. I don't think they would introduce him this early. But if he really is intended to be a big bad in in the MCU, you know, who knows? I'll, I'll say never say never, but that'd be interesting. It would be, but I just, I feel like they had to have had a lot of this phase four planned out before they knew they had access to those characters. And it feels like before they bought Fox and knew they had the Fantastic Four and people like I, I feel like if Doctor Doom deserves to be bigger, and yeah. yeah, they could put Doctor Doom in this role, but it just really feels like this character that they're going to introduce is this bad, and they're creating the multiverse that obviously we know, as we've talked about before, plays a big part in Phase Four of the MCU because we already know we have the multiverse of madness. We already know. I mean, Spider-Man is going to have something to do with the multiverse. Um, Shang-Chi might even have it, knowing that we have Abomination and now Wong. Um, and he, he's tied to Doctor Strange in the multiverse. So there's so much multiverse. And then Loki's obviously about the multiverse. So there's so much multiverse talk that Kang makes the most sense. That And whoever they're going to introduce, whether it's Kang or not, is going to be kind of a big deal. Because they're going to create, coming off of the show, they're creating what those movies are going to be about <laughs> yeah like because as of right now the, the the story with the mcu unless it really is lies is that there is no multiverse right okay. you know i mean that was the whole general story that the tva was created to keep the timeline in check mm. So how true was that? Because there is obviously whoever the big bad is was still keeping the timeline in their perspective in how they want it to be. So now does that mean technically there really is no multiverse as of right now? Because they're still doing their job. Now they might have lied about a multiverse war. There might be lies about this, but obviously the TVA was still there picking up variants and trying to cull a timeline. So, I mean, as of right now, there's, only one timeline right yeah you know i mean you just stretched my mind in ways that i didn't know was possible at this point in the evening uh yeah man it all gets it all gets very confusing and it's hard to follow at times but 
I think the, the thing we can both agree on is this is kind of the planting the seeds for what the MCU is going for from this point on. And to circle back to Kang, that's why he makes the most sense because he is a villain who lives like revolves around the timeline. That's his whole story. That's his whole persona. And the show seems like that's the foundation it's setting for everything moving forward. So he makes perfect sense to, if he's not a cameo in this, then, you know, at least his name uttered, or I don't know what, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm super excited to see it. Um, But like, if he's the next big bad of the MCU in general, like this is the perfect place for him. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wednesday can't come quick enough. Yeah. I just, I I just got to know where they're going with it and how they do this. Cause yeah. Are they setting up a bad guy that they're going to defeat or is this going to go horribly, horribly wrong? Like, is this going to be a dark ending on the show? I mean, it has to be a dark ending, right? Maybe I've, I've also seen a theory out there like Sylvie and Loki both have their mission in mind and they're going to go in and they're going to find out and they're going to whatever. What if there's like one final twist in this last episode where whoever is in that house and whoever's behind this is not the mastermind, but he's like a prisoner of whoever was trying to keep him in check. Mm-hmm. And by them, by them enchanting Elias, instead of going to confront this mastermind, they're actually freeing a prisoner who's been kept in check. Like what if they what if Kang is like under control and now they accidentally release him, you know what I mean? And that's his way into it. Um, like you've unleashed my power. Thank you. I played you like fools this whole time. You know, what if, what if that happens? I could see something like that totally going down. Um, so who knows? Man. Yeah. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's hit these couple other points with this thing because, uh, Croc Loki oh, was awesome attacking people and, uh, bit off president Loki's hand and <laughs> just kind of that whole scene with the Lokis, just them all turning on each other one after another, after another cracked me up. And then them having just a big battle, like screw this. <laughs> they just started fighting. That was the best action scene of the, of the show. <laughs> That's what I was going to bring up in our last episode. I know you kind of took the stance of the action in this show kind of like isn't a selling point for you, which is totally understandable. But as far as action goes in the show, that was the best one so far. Yeah, it was That was like the funnest one uh, had a great soundtrack behind it. And another interesting point about this scene is the um, president Loki or candidate Loki, whatever you want to call him still played by Tom Hiddleston dual role here. Uh, it was a fun swerve from the trailers. Cause we all, we've all seen that scene a hundred times yeah. already of him in with the vote Loki button. And we're all like, all right, what kind of mess is Loki getting himself into? Like what? Are, and it turns out to be not him, but another variant of him. And like his scene is so short and, but still so impactful, but it's totally not what we thought was going to happen no. with that. We thought we thought that was going to go down in a totally different way, so that was super fun. Um, Tom Hiddleston got to show off, you know, his acting chops in this episode too. Yeah, um, with portraying that version of himself, but then also the real himself off to the side, like shaking his head. Dude, I loved walking, it. Yeah, walking through the fight, like, oh my god, look at all these stupid Loki's! Like, how dumb am I? Yeah. There's all like fifty Loki's just fighting each other and using their powers and 
like you said, alligator Loki doing his thing, and he's super fun in this episode. He's gonna sell a million toys with that little thing. Uh but yeah, that was like a standout scene to me. Yeah, I loved Prime Loki, our Loki, just shaking his head, just looking so embarrassed as he's watching <laughs> them all turn on each other one after another after another, and they just kept doing it. Like, nope, I'm the bad guy. Nope, I'm the bad guy. Swerve, swerve, swerve. And just watching him shake his head and just be like, oh my God, yeah, that was so funny. I, I, I enjoyed that. That made me laugh quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, super fun, super fun. And then, of course, my boy Mobius came back driving a pizza truck. And he just scooted up there and grabbed Sylvie and they went running away from the, the Cave of Wonders. And that made me happy too, that Mobius got to come back and kind of have his moment, which probably might be his last on the show. I don't, I don't know, because I think episode, well, by him saying the last thing he said before, well, most importantly, him and Loki finally got to properly burrow out with each other which has been building through this whole thing. Like they admitted they're like best buds and buddies for life. That was super fun. Uh, the yeah. Mobius Loki hug. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when Loki said to him, when he's going back through the door, he's like, what are you going to do now? And he said, I'm going to burn him to the ground. Yeah. I mean, that, that can't just be left there. They have to, they're going to have to show him go in and do whatever he's going to do to the TVA base. I would think whether that's with Ravona still there. And we're going to, I want to talk about Ravona too, a little bit. Yeah. Um, whether that's him confronting her or him going to free agent uh, B 15. Yeah. I almost said B 52 again, like the previous episode. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're done with Owen Wilson. I think he's got to be in the finale. We, he's got to pay off a little bit, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess we, I guess we do have to, we do have to tie up that end. We have to yeah. set up Ravona with where she's going or how she's doing because she seemed in this episode very confused and not she wants to know what's going on, which means she's not really tied to it, but she was still aware that something was off, but she doesn't know why. And she seemed to be genuinely when Sylvie was questioning her, she seemed very like, I know, I want to know who's doing it. Now, of course, she kind of turned on her at the end when the guards got there and she had some muscle behind her. She was ready to Oh, yep. Grab her. And she seemed okay to turn it into business as usual. But I don't know how genuine she was being in those moments before she had the muscle. Yeah, that's one that's one thing with her characters. We still don't know what's true with what she says either, because she's just done nothing but lie as well. Right. Like, like you said, she's making it seem like she wants to get to the bottom of it, too. But then it's strange to me that she just found out then or so she claims that the timekeepers were fake for the first time and this whole thing's been a ruse but then i'm like well why is she still going along with the tva why is she still like trying to uphold their you know thoughts and methods in the way the tva operates when she knows now it's all fake why wouldn't she just say screw this i'm out of here you know what i'm you know what i mean or yeah well uh, i think she has to know she had to have known to a point that something was going on and, but she doesn't know what it is because she sent miss minutes on that mission to find out what happened at the beginning of time. As she was always looking for the end of time. Now she's like, go to the beginning. I need to know who's behind this. And miss minutes was doing that. So, I mean, they have to come back to that and that has to, I could see that being a, a stinger somewhere in there. Cause we might get a completely different 
bad guy that we're not expecting in that castle. But then I could see a mid credits something or other where Miss Minutes shows up and says, oh, I found out what happened at the beginning. And then they show Kang. And you know that Kang's ultimately behind it. And I could see that as like a mid credits stinger there. Yeah, that's... And that's our cameo for Kang while we had a different bad guy that they can kind of happy ending the show. Yeah. But still have that there was someone behind behind the behind. Behind the curtain, behind the man behind the curtain that's behind the curtain. There you go. He's uh, two layers behind a curtain. Isn't it fun to just speculate on these things and to make oh, all yeah. these theories this... and then they end up being something totally different? Oh, that's... yeah. We're nowhere oh, no. close to anything. <laughs> But that's, I, and if we've said it a million times already, that's the joy of the, the weekly drop. I love that we can sit here and have these conversations and speculate where when you drop a show to binge, you, you don't get to do this. If they just dropped all the six episodes six weeks ago, we would have never been able to do any of this because everyone would have watched it, digested it, spoiled it. Yeah. And we would have digested it and forgot everything that happened already. Yeah, there's no such thing as a hang on at the end of an episode or like a, a shocker moment in a episode that's you know a binge episode a binge show yeah so i i agree with you that this works perfectly disney disney's got their shit together as does marvel as far as these shows go it's been a lot of fun oh, yeah. i don't want it to end i'm i'm kind of upset there's only one left um but i am at the same time very interested and like anxious to see what's going to happen so um yeah what else you got man any other any other things that you want to touch on from this episode any other moments i think we hit most of the highlights outside of diving deep into easter eggs which i can't do (laughs) yeah um i did if you're mentioning easter eggs i did see a few of them um I had to kind of look more into, but I know there was one in there where I think Yellow Jacket's helmet was on the ground. I did yeah. notice that. Uh, I didn't see the Thanos copter. You mentioned the Thanos copter earlier, but that's just kind of a funny little, uh, you know, jab to an old comic that people have made into a meme over the years. Because why the hell does Thanos need a helicopter? Nobody, yeah. uh, nobody knows. I did catch the Thor frog thing. Uh, I was a little familiar with him from comics. I know Molnir was in that too, and that was an obvious one, just Thor's hammer. Yeah. Um, but those were those were some fun things. Um, I don't know. Besides that, the only other scene I don't think we talked about was just a little furthering of the clearly the relationship between Sylvie and Loki is keeps advancing, and the yeah. the scene they had there talking to each other, the little love scene where uh, Loki conjures the blanket between them that was kind of cute kind of nice um and it's fun to see them finally be in lockstep with each other and going in i'm glad they're gonna face this ending together you know what i'm saying yeah um sylvie i think is a cool addition to the mcu um um, i like her character a lot i like her power set i like that act that actress is doing a good job so um hopefully she continues on in the mcu after this because she's been a welcome addition i'd say yeah yeah no i've I've been enjoying her seeing the growth behind that i know there's some theories out there that whether or not they're going to take it this far or not um that there were people theorizing that the loki and sylvie having a child would be the nexus event 
<laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that could be a little too out, out there. And I believe even like the showrunner of this show basically said there's no relationship between them. Like we will not explore that on the show. But obviously they are alluding to that when they were holding hands and they thought they were going to die on that other planet. And it created this like nexus event that no one's ever seen before. So obviously something there. So it's almost one of those things like, are they going to kiss here at the end of this thing? And it's just going to explode into the multiverse because they're going to take it too far. I mean, they're not going to obviously bang out a kid here in this last episode, but (laughs) bang out a kid, (laughs) but you know, I mean, I could see that happening too, where they realize something about them bringing them together and i could see them the way that they're building these characters i could see them getting a a smooch in and ripping a hole through time yeah like bear with me here what if the kiss of loki kissing himself is what causes the future of the mcu every movie from now on is affected by ah this world's effed up because loki kissed himself oh my god yeah they can't do that 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 right there that that's the hole in it they they can't they can't have that be the the nexus of that blows the whole multiverse apart. You just can't you just can't because I yeah. I would not be able to unsee that. Just that every movie I would sit down and watch and be like, because Loki kissed himself. The last scene of episode six is going to be like Kang and they're talking to them and be like, we're going to do it, and they kiss, and he's just like, no. <laughs> the entire... It's like a freeze frame. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> The entire universe explodes because Loki <laughs> makes that with himself. Oh, man. That's the ending I want. I don't know that, about I, You know what? That is what I want because I want to be able to make that joke forever. Yeah, that's I good. just think that'd be funny to always go back. I can already see the memes because Loki kissed himself. And then you could be like, oh, they made 11 Fast and Furious movies because Loki kissed himself. <laughs> right. It's a meme sensation waiting to happen. Yeah, it's waiting to happen. We'll find out. We'll make sure we start it next week. If Loki kisses himself, you, we got to make that meme fast as hell. Right. We were the first ones to call it. We claim it. We claim that meme. <laughs> that is us. We will uh we will predate it. But no, man, this was this was good, obviously. And I really am enjoying this show a lot. Um, and I'm pumped to see who's behind it and learning some more comic book knowledge. Cause like I said, once you get into space, I get lost and these learning a lot of new stuff and not knowing and being introduced to new characters is exciting. So, and I, like I said, I do believe this has a lot to do with phase four. I think this is the start of phase four. It is. It definitely is. Um, Besides the little things we got in WandaVision and Falcon, just like those are just little, little seeds, but this is the one that is planting like the big ideas moving forward. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's, it feels like a very important step and very important show to the future of, the Marvel Cinematic Universe in general. And I'm yep. definitely here for it. Um, episode next week, the finale, get a little Black Widow in between. Hell of a week for Mar- for uh, Marvel enjoyment, my friend. Yeah, man, you're going back to the movies tomorrow. See Black Widow. I'm hoping to go Sunday. Black Widow in it up. Trying to stay away from those spoilers because the world is a terrible place. And yeah. <laughs> Stay off the internet if you don't want things spoiled, everybody. I know, that's it's my, crazy. That's my advice to you. Yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get through Loki next week. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to make it. I'm going to have to stay up and watch it at midnight. 
man, I was thinking about that too. But it's like, oh, I have work in the morning. I'm just totally, st- I'm watching next week on Wednesday, but it does drop Tuesday at midnight. I've just got to stay off the internet the entire day. I can't let, I can't let it be spoiled. I can't, I don't want to see a screenshot. I don't want to hear a talk. I don't even want to hear someone saying that was awesome. I just want to watch it without any preconceived notions. And that's what I plan to do. So, and we will be here to talk about it next week. So definitely hear our thoughts on Loki special limited series, whatever we call this number six, (laughs) whatever the title's called finale. We will be here to talk about it next Sunday. So, and I look forward to uh, hearing. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, thoughts, especially your thoughts on Loki as a series, especially as we wrap it up, shoot us an email. Um, We will record this after, uh, obviously after the show airs. So definitely hit us up on Twitter at Raise the Geek. Shoot us an email at raisethegeek at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about it. I'd love to have a little bit of a, a fan conversation here. So definitely let us know what you think. And we might make it part of the show. Chances are we would. So shoot us something. But I think that's going to wrap us up. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Chris. And I'm Don. And thanks for listening to the Raised Geek Podcast. Where we all speak geek. Geek. You know I'm leaving that in there, right? <laughs> You're not.